When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? You know, we were talking about the whole idea of NFL hell just a few moments ago. And then there's quarterback hell. Mm. And where you're headed at the position. So Canty, as you know, what we like to do when we talk about the NFL as much as we do, is occasionally add some pace to it. Hey, let's get a little tempo going. So let's play with pace when it comes to the quarterbacks, and let's spin the wheel and find out about the futures of some NFL quarterbacks. Hit it! The reason to talk about the NFL and do it in a fast-paced way. Canty and Carlin, play with pace. Because I have the attention span of a nap. Accurate. So let's spin the wheel and find out where we land. Spin it. I think tonight goes a long way. I think tonight goes a long way for his future. Canty, I think he's going to be the quarterback in Seattle next year. Yeah, I I agree with it. I think Geno ends up being the quarterback in Seattle next year. And Carlin... I think they actually make the playoffs this year. I think they Mm. find a way to get it done. Uh, I know that there's the Detroit Lions and the New York Giants that are nipping at their heels, but I think Seattle finds a way to punch their ticket, and uh, they get back in the postseason. Pete Carroll finds a way. We know coaching matters in this league, especially this time of year. There's a certain style of football that wins games in December. Mm. Pete Carroll has that formula, and I think it's tailor-made for his quarterback. Also, Ken, Kenneth Walker is coming back from an ankle injury, Carlin. He's been out of the lineup for a couple of weeks. He'll be back in the lineup. I think he'll help Geno Smith in terms of giving that offense some balance in tonight's game. But I think over the course of the next month, Geno Smith finds a way to get it done. The Seattle Seahawks do have their week one starter in 2023 already on the roster. No uh, injury designation tonight for Walker, too, which means he is fully good to go. Spin it! I, he's going to be the quarterback of the Falcons. I I don't think that they're going to that quickly turn around and draft somebody. I don't expect that. I know that's what uh, Todd McShay was speculating at the other day. Chris, I, I think they're going to give an extended look to Desmond Ritter. I think it depends on how Desmond Ritter shows over the course of the next month. Carlin, this is a situation where they have a third-round pick invested in them. I don't think that precludes them from taking a quarterback with a top 10 pick. So we'll have to see how Desmond Ritter performs, and that evaluation will go a long ways. But I would bet that the Atlanta Falcons are going to draft a quarterback in early, uh, early in the draft in April. Spin it. Ugh. Oh, God. Canty, I mean... 
I think he's going to be the Giants quarterback, but I don't think that's a good thing. They're going to continue to sit in the middle on this. And I watch them give him like a three-year, $70 million deal or a two-year, $55 million deal, something like that, that would still leave them in a flexible position. But they keep him there, and it's going to end up being their best option in the short term. I don't think so, Carlin. I I don't. You think he's out? I think he's out. This is a new regime. Brian Dayball, Joe Shane, they have no allegiances to Daniel Jones. And, Carlin, we recalibrated the expectations that we have for the Giants after they got out to a 7-2 and two start. And I said the second half of the season is going to be a referendum on Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. If this team was able to stay in position for one of those wild cards and make it to the playoffs, then you got your answer as to whether or not you want to build around those two players moving forward. But if they fall short of the postseason – then I think it's time that you move on from both of them. Now, moving to what, I don't know. But I will say this, how many more times are we going to give Daniel Jones opportunities to prove that he can get it done? How how many more opportunities does he get? How many more opportunities do you give Saquon Barkley? Both of those players become exponentially more expensive after this year. I don't think the juice that you would have to invest in them would be worth the squeeze. So I would move on from both of them if you missed the playoffs. Next. He's going to be in Miami. Yeah. It's just, does he get the extension this offseason? No. I don't think so either, because I think these last few games are going to be a disaster. It's, it's Saturday night's not. Listen, I, I believe, as much as people would not actually believe this, I I root for the kid. It's the Miami fans who have gotten out of hand. Yeah. I would like to see him do well. I, I can't see a scenario where he goes and plays well Saturday night. And then it's the rest of the way, and uh, the Dolphins are quickly losing my faith. Well, Carlin, it doesn't get easier from here, and I think that's the point. Not just with the schedule and what's going to happen over the next four games, but it's what's going to happen with Tua after they pay him a contract. Now, I don't think that they're going to give him an extension this offseason. I still think there are some big questions, first of which should be, can he stay healthy for a full 17-game regular season? That's the most important one. But beyond that one, Carlin, just uh, like – are we sure that Tua can be a force multiplier? Because if you're not and you pay him $45 million a year, Carlin, you're going to lose some of the other pieces that you have on your team. The reason you could pay Tyreek Hill $30 million is because Tua's on a rookie deal. The reason you could pay Bradley Chubb on a long-term extension is because Tua's on a rookie deal. What happens when you pay the quarterback? You start to lose all of the other ancillary pieces, and I'm not sure Tua is good enough to keep the Miami Dolphins in a situation where they're consistently challenging for the AFC East title. Next. Ooh, there's a chance. I'm not going to go out and say it's a done deal, but I, I think, Canty, given the relationship that he has with Sean McVay, there's a chance they took a good look at him for next year, at the very least, if Stafford is still playing to be his backup, but if he's not, to be the guy in the short term, considering they don't have the picks. Yeah, that's the thing. And let's live in a world where Matt Stafford does decide to retire, Carlin. Mm. I think Baker Mayfield has a really good chance at being the week one starter for the Rams in 2023. 
Look, we all know that this is an extended audition, five-game sample size. He got off to a great debut. But, Carlin, he's also going up against some really shaky defenses down the stretch. I mean, they do play the Denver Broncos in Week 16, but this week he's going up against the Green Bay Packers defense. Not great. The Los Angeles Chargers defense. Not great. Seattle Seahawks defense. Not great. He has an opportunity to impress some people that are in the front office and the coaching staff for the Rams. Let's see if he takes advantage of it. I'm going to bet that he does just because I, I, I always bet on talent. And whatever you want to say about Baker Mayfield, the guy was the number one pick five years ago. He does have talent. Let's see if this experience the last couple of years has humbled him into making sure that he appreciates and takes advantage of his opportunities. Where do you have Wheel of Fortune as far as your game show rankings? Uh, you know what? Wheel of Fortune is one of those game shows that I get sucked into watching because yeah. it comes on right after Jeopardy, and we love Jeopardy. Oh, I love Jeopardy. My wife and I love Jeopardy, so it's kind of like Wheel of Fortune's right after that, and we end up watching Wheel of Fortune just because it's right after Jeopardy. Yeah. I, I'm not a wheel guy. I used to be because I used to like when they would make you spend your money in that little store that they had. Did you ever see those? back? Yep. These were older ones. And you'd have to buy, like, the most useless things, like the, you know, the porcelain dog that would cost $150, yeah. and you had no interest in having it. Of course. Like, I, I love that. I love, I love Jeopardy. <laughs> God, I love Jeopardy. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. I think we're going to, at some point, going to have to do a top five or a power rankings of game shows. I, I'm a big game show guy. Big game show guy. Oh, okay. big game show right. guy. Okay. Like, if I wasn't doing this, I would do everything I could to host a game show. Oh, wow. So what would be the game show that you would want to host the most? Uh, boy, I would have loved Joker's Wild back in the day. Joker's Wild. Well, you're really dating yourself on that one. I'm going to say oh, the family. did it a couple of years ago. I, I would go with the family feud route. I'd go to Steve Harvey family feud route. Okay, that's, that's pretty me. good. Not yeah. sure you want to be in that company. Well, I mean, you know what, Family Feud, you know what they're doing? They're trying too hard now. They're they're trying to get the crazy responses. I had a friend who was on that show, and he gave Mm -hmm. a crazy response, and it went viral, and I can't repeat what he said. Got it. (laughs) Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio. Is this the biggest game of one quarterback's career? One of our colleagues believes it is this weekend. It's next, Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Now I can't get this out of my head. Like, What's during up? the break, cultured meat. During the break, you're reading me a story about how they're basically making fake meat in a lab or meat in a lab that sounds real. It's supposed to be healthier, but so, like it sounds to me like it's cloning. That's what it sounds like. Well, I mean, that's essentially what they're doing, right? They're, they're creating you know, tissue engineered in vitro. So, I mean, that, that's essentially what they're doing. Like, they're, they're creating animals. They're using animal cells to create tissue, to create, you know, lab-grown meat. It's weird. It's strange. But they're saying that they can engineer it to where it's healthier than actual animals that get slaughtered and, sent, you know, and sent to our grocery stores. That, that's what they're saying. It doesn't make sense to me, Carlin. Like, you said it was along the lines of the impossible meat and impossible burgers. I told you that that's vegetables, this is actual meat, but I still don't trust something like this. How can you trust this? You can't. And first of all, it sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. Yes. Right? Because I would just assume that if it was made in a lab, it's got to be evil. Like any clone of me. Like I don't want to be cloned because I assume that if I'm going to be cloned, my clone will be evil. (laughs) <laughs> so so almost like Austin Powers? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So Dr. Evil. <laughs> like any other clone of me, any other version of me has to be evil. And then on the flip side, if I'm doing that, if I'm eating a steak that has been manufactured in a lab, like how do I know that thing's not going to attack me from the inside? You have no idea. You have no idea. It feels Carl. like that would be like alien when it comes out of your gut, you know? Oh, just bust, it busts out of your chest? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, Carlin, here it is. Cultured Ain't no meat. amount of steak sauce that can cover that. Carlin, cultured meat is meat produced by culturing animal cells in vitro. It is a form of cellular agriculture. Yeah. I don't know what it means in terms of being better or worse for the environment or better or worse for your body, but that's going to be a hard no for me, dog. i tell you what. Just, just kill me with the regular meat. <laughs> <laughs> Give let you me high just, cholesterol. Yeah, let me just raise my cholesterol, go on to medication like every other great American. Let yeah. me just do that. Yeah. I, I'm not eating anything that was manufactured in a lab. It's so let me, Carl, Carl, let me ask you this. Cultured meat or Daniel Jones being your franchise quarterback for the next five years? And how long do I have to eat the meat? I'm going to say you have to eat the meat for the next month. No, no, give me DJ. <laughs> I'll live in quarterback hell as opposed to, you know, manufactured, lab-manufactured meat hell. <laughs> oh, God. That cannot be good for your system. It can't be. It's Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Jordan Renan, who is a friend of the show. I think we could call Jordan a friend of the show. Yeah, he's a friend of the show. Yeah, he, of course, covers the Giants for ESPN NFL Nation was on with Keyshawn J. Will and Max today. And here is what he said is at stake this week. 
for Daniel Jones. This week's game is the biggest game of his professional career. Because if they win this game, then all of a sudden their playoff odds probably double. Right there in like they'd say about to eighty percent if they win this week in Washington. I think what he does in games like this to show how you're going to play when everything is on the line in the biggest games. Can you lift your team? Can you play your top game? Can you avoid the turnovers that he's done all year? I think this will go a long way in determining how the Giants handle Daniel Jones this this offseason. But in the meantime, they went to negotiate with Saquon Barkley during the bye week. They didn't go to negotiate with Daniel Jones. Here's what's interesting to me. We talked about this earlier in relation to Derek Carr. What's the better option? What's Joe Shane doing at that point? Is it we're going to go draft somebody? The Giants are not going to be in a position without trading away a ton to draft someone this year. Or is it they're going to go sign or try to bring in Jimmy Garoppolo? What's the better option than Daniel Jones at this point? Carlin, I'm not sure, but I, I'm sitting here looking at the the list of quarterbacks uh, that have started, you know, more than you know ten games in the league. And, and, and Carlin, this is a situation where you could end up having a problem with Daniel Jones. I mean, outside of Russell Wilson, nobody has had fewer touchdown passes than Daniel Jones. Can yeah. you survive your quarterback throwing a touchdown pass, less than one touchdown pass per game? In today's NFL, can you survive that way? I get the Giants are deficient at the wide receiver spot. But that being said, can can you survive that way? We've been using that as an excuse on Jones for three years about the wide receivers. We, you know? we have been. And that's, that's what I'm saying. At some, point, at some point, you got to get past it, right? Yeah, at some point, you have to start to make plays and make other guys better. And the opportunities have been there for him to do that. We've been through it with the offensive line, too. It can't always be somebody else's fault. And he's 0-9 in primetime games. Look, I, I just think the quarterback next year is going to be Jones just as a stopgap because they just don't know what other position they're going to be in to go get somebody better. Are they going to go get Garoppolo? I, I, I don't I think, think so. I, I think, you, I think you, you inquire about it. You, you see what's out there in the landscape. You, you, you kick the tires on that situation and see if he's interested in being your guy. Is Ryan Tannehill going to shake loose in Tennessee? We'll see what happens with that situation because the Titans could easily get out of that contract if they wanted to. So I think there are options. There will be options for the New York Giants other than Daniel Jones. The question is, how much are those options going to cost versus what Daniel Jones is going to demand on the open marketplace? Carlin, the one thing we do know is the Giants ain't franchising Daniel Jones. That number is going to be north of $30 million. There's no no chance that you're franchising Daniel Jones. So you're either going to have to work out uh, an extension with him, a contract, a brand, well, not even an extension, a brand-new contract with him, or you're going to let him walk in free agency. And I would say this, based on how the organization has operated over the last couple of years, declining his fifth-year option, I would lean toward this new regime resetting the franchise and finding a different quarterback to be under center in 2023. Now, the one thing you can say is that they will have $60 million in calf space this offseason. Oh, yeah, they can do some shopping. So they could do some things there. It's just, who is that going to be? Um, and I'm sure they can do some things to even create even more cap space if they're moving on from guys, <clears throat> Kenny Galladay. Uh, you know, I don't see where they're going to be able to find somebody better. That's my only thing. You're right. 
You're not franchising him. I hate to say it, like a two-year deal. I, I don't know. I just, I'm looking for a better answer, and I don't see it anywhere. That's the biggest issue I have. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. What is it that we enjoy doing for people, Canty? We love making people money. We love and, it. Yes, we do. And our play of the day is not next, but the next best thing, so to speak. If you've been fading us lately, you're doing well. ESPN sports betting analyst Tyler Fulgham is going to join us in just a moment to give you the answer to this question. A three-and-a-half-point underdog? Or a third-string quarterback? What do we do? Canty and Carlin, next, ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Yeah, make some money. Oh, yeah. Got to make some money. Oh, yeah. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Tyler Fulgham, ESPN sports betting analyst, joins us right now. Tyler, Chris Carlin, Chris Canty, we appreciate the time. Let's get right into it. Thursday night football, the line, the total, the props. What do you got? Go. Fellas, <laughs> good to be with you again. Um, as far as tonight's game is concerned, it's obviously a big matchup for the Niners. They win, and they clinch the NFC West and get in. Um, the line has moved from three to three and a half. That may not seem like a lot, but obviously with NFL scoring, that hook above a field goal is significant. I lean to the Niners, um, and if you want to buy that hook back to three even, um, I would urge or suggest that you do so. Bottom line is this. I don't love the spot for the 49ers, guys, because it's short rest. It's on the road in Seattle, which can be tough. Brock Purdy's not quite 100%. Now they have Debo Samuel on the shelf. But they are still a better team and a better roster than the Seattle Seahawks. And with the reward for a victory being right in front of them, I think you do get a uh, concerted effort. They should be able to run the football all over Seattle. Everyone is doing that. The Panthers just did it. Every team that lines up against Seattle is absolutely gashing them on the ground. And, guys, we know there's not a better run game designer in the NFL than Kyle Shanahan. Now he has one of the best weapons in his backfield. 
like Christian McCaffrey. So I lean Niners laying the three and a half. I would urge you to buy that hook back to three if you can. I think it's an under environment. Total is 43. And one of my favorite props, because the, the, the props are absolutely skyrocketing on Christian McCaffrey. Duh, I'm not the only one who's noticed that McCaffrey's really good and the Seattle Seahawks can't stop running back. So um, one of my favorites is actually for him to score two touchdowns at plus 225. Could be on the ground, could be on the air, could be a mix of both. But I think with Debo out, he is going to be the focal point in this game in a juicy matchup, and he's going to find Pater twice at plus 225. Um, I think he does have 125, 130 yards, but – uh, total offense, but this morning the line was 119 for rushing and receiving yards. It's already been bet up six yards in the last four or five hours to 125, so you're losing all kinds of value if you got in on that earlier. But I do think McCaffrey is in line for a massive workload and a massive day. Tyler, a lot of focus is going to be on Brock Purdy, not only his physical status, but what version of him you're going to see tonight because it is his first road start, and even though we've seen in the last couple of weeks, this is only his second NFL start in a short week on the road against a division opponent. How does that influence how you look at the overall line in this game and then the props concerning the passing game for the 49ers? Yeah, I think that's a really good question, uh, Chris, and I I would say when you add to the fact that it's his first true road start, there's no Debo Samuel, and he's not 100%. There's a lot of reason to fade Brock Purdy in the San Francisco passing game. That's why I kind of like this game to go under the total of 43 because I think the Niners are going to be encouraged to keep the ball on the ground, control the clock with that dominant run game, accelerate uh, the clock, so to speak, by by limiting play volume, uh, running the football. Um, Again, that's why I love McCaffrey so much. I would play unders with Brock Purdy in terms of pass attempts, in terms of pass yards. I think this is going to be, again, a McCaffrey game. Like I said, at three, I like the 49ers. At three and a half, I only slightly like the 49ers. So I would encourage you to find three around uh, the world if you can. Otherwise, um, I just think, bottom line, this is a game where the Niners have something to play for. Not that the Seahawks don't, but they're the better team. And I think Brock Purdy has proven he can manage a game well enough under Kyle Shanahan's guidance to get the Niners a a victory. So a lower-scoring game, I think the Niners win. I think McCaffrey and not Purdy is the reason why. ESPN sports betting analyst Tyler Fulgham joining Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Tyler, there are times where games just put themselves right in front of you, and it just it just feels like a no-brainer in every way. And that's what it feels like Saturday night in Buffalo. Am I nuts to think that the Dolphins have little to no chance in this game? Uh, well, if you're nuts, then I'm nuts, buddy, because yeah. I love the Buffalo Bills as well. Again, we talk about spots. This is a terrible spot for the Miami Dolphins. It is their third straight road game. They played Sunday night in L.A., so a a slight, slight rest disadvantage. They're traveling into weather that Tua Tungavailoa has struggled his entire career. Temperatures under 50 degrees. It's going to be under 30 at Buffalo. He is 0-3 in his career, including a loss to the Bills, and he had literally the three worst QBR performances of his career under 50. We're going to see winds, precipitation potentially, and temperatures under 30. The Chargers and 49ers just put tape off on how to limit the explosive ability or efficiency of Tua and this offense, and I believe Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier certainly have the wherewithal in terms of scheme and personnel to mimic that within their Buffalo system and do something similar. So call me nuts as well. 
uh, Carlin, but I like the uh, Bills in this spot. Tyler, the Jets are laying a point at home against the Detroit Lions. Gang Green has lost two in a row. The Lions have won five of the last six. What's your read on this game and this line in particular? It's a really good, uh, really good question. What was the game that you uh, just Lions, Lions Jets. Lions Jets. I like the Jets here. Uh, similarly, I think, uh, uh, Chris, that this is a bad spot for the Lions. They go from playing indoors against a bad defense, especially through the air in the Vikings, go outdoors against a really elite defense. They'll be missing Quinn and Williams, and that's a big deal as far as the pass rush. But you got DJ Reed, you got Sauce Gardner, uh, who've been locking guys up on the perimeter all season long. Mike White. Looks like he's going to play, and that's a positive for the Jets because this is a really good passing matchup against a Lions defense that hasn't been able to stop anyone through the air. See Kirk Cousins going for 425 and Justin Jefferson going for 223. So I like White. I like Garrett Wilson. I think with the home crowd and home advantage for the Jets being just as desperate in the AFC playoff picture, this is a really good spot for them to earn a victory against a Detroit team that's been rolling. They've won five of six and covered six, but I do not like this spot because I think that Detroit offense that's been so potent is in a really tough spot outdoors in the elements against Robert Sala's defense. Tyler, you go get that. You go get that paper, man. You go get that cash. <laughs> cash those tickets. Appreciate Let's hope it. So. Thanks so much. Hi, Thanks. Tyler Fulgham, ESPN sports betting analyst. I it's, it's the L word Saturday night. Hakadini. Mm-hmm. Lockadini, yeah. We got to tee it up. I tell you, I'm going to sleep well on that one. (laughs) Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. The defending champions are breathing a sigh of relief this afternoon. We'll tell you why next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? This is weak. This is weak for Micah. Micah Parsons, you know, Ed Werder just tweeted this out a little bit ago in reference to his comments earlier in the week. This Mm -hmm. is the cop-out for Micah Parsons. Quote, obviously they took small clips and just took one line of what was really talked about. No disrespect to Hertz. I think he's doing a good job, a great job this year. Let me tell you, Micah, don't, don't, Don't pull that crap. See, Chris, to me, right away, that shows me that he was not intending to do anything with those comments. Like, if we wanted to give him credit earlier in the week for let's not put him on a pedestal and get our heads right when we have to face him in a week, yeah, you know, that's not what this was. And he tries to now turn around and blame it on the media. There are times where the media takes things and spins them. That was not one of them. No, it wasn't one of those situations, Carlin. And, and here's the other part of it. It feels like in a lot of ways that Micah is trying to present an argument that other guys should be considered in the MVP conversation. For instance, talking That's about exactly how good the Philadelphia happened. Eagles defense is, Yeah, maybe this might be Micah Parsons' roundabout way of caping for himself to be an MVP candidate. Now, as far as this show is concerned, that would be beneficial for us because yes. we did place money once upon a time on Michael Parsons winning the MVP, something that hasn't happened in a really long time in the National Football League, I think, since Lawrence Taylor. But that's not going to happen this year. Jalen Hurts is going to be the MVP, and it's because Jalen Hurts 
is a damn good football player, and I don't understand why Michael Parsons or anybody else would try to minimize what that guy has done this year, especially by bringing up the supporting cast. Yeah, it's completely silly, and I'm with you. I think that has a lot more to do with trying to get himself into that conversation here eventually, although I think we can all agree that this year it's out the window when he's only had sacks in, what, six of the games that he's played? Six of the 13 games he's had sacks. Now, each of those games has been multiple sacks, but he's only had sacks in six of the 13 games he's played. I will say what he was successful in doing with his comments, Carlin, is probably ticking off a lot of guys in that Philadelphia Eagles locker room. And you saw how their left tackle, Jordan Mayotta, reacted yesterday when he was asked about the comments. The Eagles are going to take one game at a time, but I wouldn't be surprised if they go out of their way to try to embarrass the Dallas Cowboys on Christmas Eve. Oh, I agree. I totally agree. They're going to make sure to get a point across. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, in case you missed it last night, Golden State's Steph Curry uh, got into a bit of a tangle and uh, messed up his shoulder. Uh, Here was Steve Kerr after the game on Steph's injury. He's going to get an MRI tomorrow. So, um, you know, he was ruled out, you know, midway through the fourth. Uh, Training staff told me he wasn't going to play the rest of the night. And uh, we'll see. Um, We'll see how he is tomorrow. Well, there is some good news. Woj tweeted just a little while ago that, according to sources, Steph Curry is expected to miss, quote, a few weeks. So it's not a catastrophic situation because when they have Steph Curry, they win. When they don't, they lose. I I saw a stat uh, earlier today that was when Steph is not on the floor for the Warriors, they lose or they win rather 26% of the time in his mm-hmm. career. I mean, yeah. that to find out it's only going to be a few weeks, that is certainly taking a deep breath. But considering how things have gone for the Warriors so far this year, you do wonder what kind of a hole that team could be in by the time he gets back. You do, Carlin. But the one thing I will say about the Golden State Warriors, they're a lot better at home than they are on the road. Now, they've got four more games to finish up this road trip, and then they don't go back on the road until January 13th. So you'd like to think that this team, even without Steph Curry, will be able to find a way to stay afloat, to stay around 500 with all of the home games that they have in the back half of December and early January. That would have to be the hope for Steve Kerr. But the one thing I will say is we're going to find out a lot about the makeup of this locker room and the chemistry on this team. We are. Now, we saw earlier in training camp where Jordan Poole and Draymond Green got into it. And, Carlin, that was one of the things that we pointed to as to why the Golden State Warriors are getting out to a little bit of a slow start. The worst start for any defending champion when it comes to road record in the season. Carlin, I got to say this. This is going to test the chemistry in that locker room. It's also going to test their head coach, Steve Kerr. Here's Jay Will this morning on Steve Kerr. You know what time it is? Time is it? Steve Kerr time. Hello, Steve Kerr. We have talked about Steve Kerr being one of the best coaches in all basketball. One of the best coaches in the game of basketball. Without Steph, who's averaging 30 points per game. You just signed <laughs> Jordan Poole to that four-year, $128 million contract. Andrew Wiggins to a bigger deal coming off a world championship. You don't extend Draymond Green. That's looming over the team. Now it's time to see the true coaching powers of Steve Kerr because defensively, this team is not where they were last year. You talk about losing people like Gary Payton II, Otto Porter, a Swiss Army Knight. 
life, those are two dynamic pieces of your team defensively that helped carry the load during the playoffs. Now you need guys like Jordan Poole to step up to be that guy, and you need to find a new defensive identity with a team who's younger in key core places. I, I, it's very fair on Jay's part to, to put a lot of this on Steve Kerr. I'm looking at a guy like Poole. I'm looking at some of these guys that have been able to kind of sit back in the background the last couple of years and see them really start to fill these gaps while you don't have Steph. You know, Jordan Poole, uh, Wiggins continuing to play at a high level. These guys, uh, and then the, the Draymond thing is, I, I'm I, I'm really thrown off by that because I think mm. there is an awful lot of bad juju in that locker room right now. Yeah, I, speculation purely. But when you yeah. see something like that happen early, and you, and it happens in training camp, and you know we all saw what it was. It just makes me believe there's a bigger issue. And I do wonder if part of it is Jordan Poole getting that money and Draymond sitting around right now. Yeah, because Draymond Green knows that you can't pay everybody on a team and as committed as Joe Lacob and this this organization seem to be in terms of wanting to keep everybody together, at some point it's going to get to a situation where you can't pay everybody. And, and I think that you know Draymond Green recognizes his – his you know, career as a Golden State Warrior may be coming to an end, and that could be why he's potentially salty. Again, this creating a rift within the team that does nothing in terms of trying to move them forward and closer to the objective, which is defending their title. Where's this 30 coming from the next couple of weeks? Where's Steph's 30 points a game coming from? Are you splitting that up between Wiggins and Clay and Poole? Where else I'm, are you turning? I, I think it's going to have to be Jordan Poole in a big way. Yeah, I it's agree. It's going to have to be Jordan Poole in a big way. I, I agree. I absolutely agree. The other guy I'd like to see a little bit more, Kaminga. Yeah, I'd he's like got the athleticism. See what happens if he ramps up his minutes. So he's got the ability to do it. We'll see. Canty and Carlin, weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.